Holistic wellness covers a broad spectrum, and we try to cover all we can at Young Living and explain it here on the podcast for you. CBD oils and products are part of that world, and we know CBD can have a negative connotation for some, so we're here to just give the facts and why we offer CBD products and how they can work into your essential regimen. Hello and welcome to Young Living's podcast, The Wild Drop. My name is Jacob Young, your host. Young Living is the world leader in producing and distributing premium essential oils, and this podcast will provide you with drops of information about Young Living, including stories, history, product information, lots of little fun facts, and even more. Welcome back to the podcast, Brad Chatterley. How are you? Good. It's good to be here again, Jacob. You sound so enthusiastic. I am excited. <laughs> so excited to be here. I love it. It's just really early in the morning right now. Well, we have some pretty fun stuff to talk about today. Today, we get to talk about CBD. And for those of you who may not know the wide spectrum of our product line, we actually do offer quite a few different CBD products. But I think it'd be great if you could actually explain what is CBD and what are its benefits, Brad? Yeah, so CBD is derived from industrial hemp. That's the name that they gave to it. So so in, in the 2018 Farm Bill, Congress removed hemp and derivatives of hemp that contain extremely low concentrations of THC from the definition of marijuana in the Controlled Substances Act. So the Controlled Substances Act kind of identifies what we consider drugs in the U.S., and marijuana is on there. But there's so many benefits to that plant that they said, okay, if something is if it's below 0.3% THC, we no longer consider it illegal marijuana. It's now hemp. Sometimes they call it industrial hemp. And it is not illegal to grow. It's not illegal to create products out of. And so really the difference is same species, but there's so many different varieties. It's the difference in THC content. And they're very, very strict about that. So the when you have a permit to grow industrial hemp, before it's harvested, they actually come out, the state will come out, and they will take samples of it, and they will test it. And if it's above 0.3% THC, they destroy it. You have to destroy the whole field. So That's it's Im- rough. Yeah. It's Im- and, and, you know, I, I'll t- I traveled around and visited a bunch of different um, hemp growers, and all of them said they'd had fields destroyed at one point in time. Because we know from our experience with essential oils that there's a ton of natural variability. Yeah. So sometimes it would pop up above that 0.3% and they had to get rid of it. So that's that's the main difference between the two. Just thinking of that as like a farmer, that'd be like soul crushing and devastating because it's a <laughs> lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. You've spent months and months on that, sometimes years, and then it's just gone. <laughs> Oof. So why is it called CBD if it's just hemp? Yeah, CBD is a part of a compound called cannabinoids. And there's a bunch of different cannabinoids that are produced within that plant. And so CBD is one of those cannabinoids, cannabidiol. And, you know, that may not even be the right way to say it because everybody just calls it CBD. So there's others. There's things called CBG, CBN. You sometimes have started to see those pop up in products that are out there on the market, but there's more than that as well. So CBD refers to just that isolated compound from the plant. And with that isolated compound, that's what we put into our products to help 
whatever yep. it may be. Yeah, and you know, we only launched these products a few years ago, but I'm sure you know this. Gary was looking into CBD years and years ago. So it's kind of been in the background and in the history of Young Living for quite a while. And he worked very closely with Ollie Wanker, who knows so much about CBD. If anybody knows Dr. Wanker and has a chance to talk to him, he's extremely knowledgeable. He and Gary worked for years on developing different formulas and doing different research on CBD. So this is always something that we've been interested in as a company. Um, it took some changes in the regulatory landscape like that 2018 farm bill uh, for us to get to the point where we could put some products out. I remember hearing Dr. Ali speak for the very first time about CBD and how the U.S. already needs to just quit being a baby and just bring <laughs> CBD to the market because of all of its potential benefits and uses. Um, because where he was living, you know, over in Sweden for a long time, they'd already adopted it a long time ago. Um, and Europe uses it pretty often, at least from what he said. He always joked around like the U.S. just needs to play catch up already, which is usually the case. Yeah. And, and I mean, we're getting there, but it's still a challenging regulatory landscape for us in the U.S., so even though that farm bill removed industrial hemp from the Controlled Substances Act, we still have some challenges. Um, a lot of the regulations are left up to the states. So it's kind of this state-by-state -state patchwork. States have different regulations. You have to get different permits state-to-state -to, -state to grow it or to sell products. And then one of the interesting things is that CBD has not still hasn't been approved as a like a dietary supplement ingredient. It's not been approved as a food additive. Um, and you know, you see it out there. So everybody's probably seen products uh, that are meant for ingestion that contain CBD. And so companies and customers have been pushing the FDA to approve it as a dietary supplement, but they haven't done it yet. And in fact, in January of this year, um, they concluded, and this is from their own words, <laughs> the FDA has concluded that a new regulatory pathway for CBD is needed that balances individuals' desire for access to CBD products with the regulatory oversight needed to manage risk. The agency is prepared to work with Congress on this matter. So what they're saying is, is we don't think we have a pathway uh, within our current structure to approve CBD, and we need Congress to take some action. So in a sense, they're kind of kicking the can down the road. They just <laughs> don't want to deal with it is kind yeah. of what it's looking like. Um, they also, so people have petitioned the agency and said, can you please conduct rulemaking to allow the marketing of CBD products as dietary supplements? And they, they said, no, we're de we deny those petitions. We're not going to do that. So that's why you know, we don't have anything like gummies or drinks that you might see from other companies because we're going to follow the regulations. Because it's technically illegal still. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's interesting. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. So with the CBD that we have, what are some of our most popular products that we have in our CBD line? You know, I, our two top products are the CBD Muscle Rub, which, man, if you have not used that... You're missing out on life. Oh. You really are. It's amazing. I, I give that to people, and I kid you not, like, everyone that I've given it to after 
a week, I hear back from them and they say that is the best muscle rub that I've ever used. So I've become kind of a CBD muscle rub dealer to my <laughs> friends and family. <laughs> like they let me know when they're out and I get them more. Um, so that's a great one. Another top seller is the CBD Beauty Boost. And in fact, what's interesting about that one, it's it's one of the top selling products in our whole personal care line. Really? Is the, is the Beauty Boost. And it's interesting to see that CBD has become a pretty popular ingredient in um, personal care products and skin serums. So if you go to like Ulta or some of those places, you, there's there's tons of skin products that have CBD in them because it has great benefits for the skin as well. No, the, the CBD muscle rub is one of my favorite products of all time too. Um, where I have started actually going to the gym four times a week now, I have to use it quite often because I get pretty sore. Like I hit leg day two days ago and my legs are still like learning to walk for the yep. very first time, like a baby fawn that had just been <laughs> born. Um, but applying that, dude, it really helps me recover so quickly. Yeah. It's, it's a great product and you, you notice it right away. Yeah. And if you've ever, you know, used icy hot, it's kind of like that. It has like that little tingly sensation, um, but it's just really soothing. It also has quite a pleasant smell to it and just feels fantastic. Yeah, it, it does. really, really does. Like I have it on right now. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great product. And you know, it's interesting. You, you talked about, of course, when Young Living wants to do a new product, and especially when we're looking at a new plant extract, we want to do our research. We want to uh, follow all of the, you know, requirements of seed to seal, that quality commitment that we have. And so when we were first looking at um, launching this as a product, they put together a team, the executives put together a team of people from different areas and said, hey, can you guys research this? Can you look at what's the feasibility of Young Living having CBD products? What's the best way for us to enter the market? And so I was part of that team and I've got to go and see industrial hemp farms in Colorado, Arizona, um, Canada even, and Washington. And once that farm bill passed in 2018, the amount of land under cultivation for industrial hemp in the U.S. exploded. Everyone was getting into the game. And so one of the people we visited was really interesting. He was one of the largest onion growers in the United States, and he was switching some of his cultivation over to, uh, to industrial hemp. But we're so picky about who we work with, you know. Yes. So we went and saw so many different places. And one of the interesting things to note was the difference between the plants that were grown organically and the plants that were grown conventionally. And you can look at those plants and tell. The interesting thing is the organically grown ones are smaller. Yes. They're small. They're not as tall. We saw this field in Washington. It was beautiful. The plants were taller than me. They were six feet high. There was so much biomass. What they were doing was they were growing for efficiency, in how much they could get off of each acre of land. They're not necessarily genetically modified, but what they're doing is that they're, they're pumping it full of fertilizer. They're using the pesticides. And so when you've, you've heard this before. If you guys have heard Brett Packer talk, I think he's been on here. When you use that stuff, what you're doing is you're feeding the plant 
so the plant gets really big and it looks like it's healthy, it's only getting the nutrients that you're giving it through the fertilizer. Yeah. And you're depleting the soil. Yeah. And so with organic, you're feeding the soil, which feeds the plant instead of feeding the plant. And so those plants that are grown organically, they're smaller. They don't have quite as much biomass, but, you know, I think we would argue that they're actually healthier. They're actually doing better and it's better for the soil, uh, better for the earth in the long run. Yeah. And the, the effectiveness of the CBD as well and yep. just how powerful it is. Obviously it can't be more than 0.3%, but I'm sure that we can see, you know, is there a specific way that you measure it? Do they do it similar to like how we do our brick testing um, for our oils? That's or a good question. A- I don't know how they do the plant. When like the state comes out and measures the plant, I know it's 0.3% THC by weight, yeah. but I don't know if they're actually testing from the uh, from the plant material or if they're doing an extraction to see. So um, Tyler Wilson would know and Brett Packer would know because we actually have started doing some research on our own farms on industrial hemp. So we went out and got the permits that we needed. Um, We worked with state agencies, and we've actually been doing some pilot studies to grow different varieties, and we've put them at three of our farms. We had them all down at the the greenhouse here, the research greenhouse as well. And the state had to come out, and they had to check and do their test for all of them. And we actually did have one variety that in one location, I think, that popped up above the 0.3% THC. So that one we had to get rid of, but it's interesting. It didn't, that same variety in different locations didn't have that reaction. So just the variability of plants is amazing. And what we wanted to find out with that is how do these different varieties do in the different climates and the different soil types that we're putting them in? What are the CBD and other cannabinoid content in them? And then too, we're interested in the terpene profile of those plants. What does the essential oil look like from those plants? So obviously the fascinating and most interesting part about our CBD is that they are infused with essential oils to make it that much more potent and efficient, which I think is fabulous. And you were telling me something earlier about Uh, the terpenes from the CBD and how the oils actually help kind of bring those terpenes back into it or enhance it or infuse it. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the plant itself contains terpenes. And one of the things that they're finding is that those terpenes actually play an important role in how those compounds work and uh, work in your body and impact your body. So when we do an isolate like we do, um, you don't have the terpenes in there because you're just isolating that one compound. And, uh, and let me add quickly, the reason we did that is because the regulatory landscape at the time, it was just, it was safer. We wanted to make sure we were on the right side of what the regulations were. Different states had different regulations. There was a lot of... Um, things that were unclear. And so going with the isolate was the safest, but we knew that having the terpenes in there would be more beneficial. And so, of course, we have essential oils and terpenes are part of essential oils. And so in all of our products, we've added those essential oils into them. And when we're doing that, we're providing the terpenes that combine well with the CBD and they create a synergistic effect. In, in, um, 
the world of CBD, you'll hear him talk about entourage effect. And that's the idea that all of these compounds work better together than they do in isolation. And so we're able to create that entourage effect by putting those terpenes from essential oils back into our products. Awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. And that's why Young Living is best because we look at that exact science. We look at it to provide the best possible product for all of you out there. And it is just fascinating that there's so much more that we can do, so much more to explore in the world of CBD. Um, and, and I do hope that in the future, you know, the FDA and Congress do end up kind of passing that that new bill so we can kind of look at that road of gummies because yeah. you and I both know the possibility of gummies and all the other products that are out there on the market. And so I think in, I think in due time it'll be... Yeah, that, such a fun route to go. That would be so exciting. Um, and one of the things we do want to do is hopefully at some point in the future, you know, we'd like to move to a broad spectrum or a full spectrum instead of just the isolate. I think the isolate will always have a place um, because there's people who want just that. But, it, you know, it's really more in line with our philosophy to have a broader full spectrum extract from the plant. And I'll kind of define those quickly there's not there's not like an industry standard definition but when we talk about full spectrum what i mean is a, a full extract from the plant that contains different cannabinoids whatever cannabinoids are present there in the plant it's going to contain some of the terpenes from the plant and the full spectrum also would have up to but no more than 0.3% THC so that would be a full spectrum extract. A broad spectrum is everything but the THC. So they do the extract, they go in and remove the THC so it's below detectable levels. So once again, I kind of want to go back to the beginning of this where we talked about, you know, CBD does somewhat have still a negative connotation because it's associated with the illegal recreational use of marijuana. but but kind of explain it one more time so people understand that they're completely separate um, from one another. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, first of all, CBD is fully legal. Um, it is not part of that Controlled Substances Act. But I think more than that, the way that it impacts the, the body is completely different than um, what people think of when they normally think of, you know, marijuana or recreational use. So the compound um, that we've been talking about, THC, that has to be 0.3%. THC is the compound in marijuana that basically when people think about getting high, that's the psychoactive component. So when we have the isolate or when that's below 0.3%, you don't have that psychoactive component impacting your body. Um, CBD is not psychoactive at all. So it doesn't do that to you. It doesn't create a feeling or a sensation of being high at all. And cannabinoids are important um, things for the body. We actually have cannabinoid receptors in our brains. We need cannabinoids. And so it's really beneficial to get those. And there are some other plant products that also produce cannabinoids. Uh, but this plant just does it in a higher concentration. And so it's really beneficial for us to have those cannabinoids, um, but we have none of that psychoactive component in there. Fascinating. Thank you for sharing that and explaining it more in depth. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I guess one other thing I wanted to touch on, Jacob, is just kind of that re some of the interesting things about that research that we're doing at our farms. And, you know, if everything works out well, 
what we'd like to have in the future is a more of a fully integrated supply chain where when people are buying our CBD products in the future, they may be getting CBD that has been grown exclusively on Young Living Farms. And what's interesting about these plants, and it's the same with essential oil plants, um, you know that like the lavender grown in St. Mary's is different from the lavender that's grown in Mona, is different from the lavender in France, because it acclimates to its different environment, its different soil types. And so even though we've started out with some varieties that are readily available on the market, um, if all goes well, you know, in a few years, what will happen is those plants will acclimatize to the environments that we've put them in and will basically have unique new phenotypes that won't be the same as anything else that's out there. And so we can have this CBD strain, this industrial hemp strain that's pretty unique to Young Living and have a fully integrated supply chain on the CBD side, which I think is really exciting. I am just as excited as you are. That will be super, super cool to see. So obviously, if you're new to this world of CBD and you're wanting to explore it, try it, or just wanting to understand it a lot more or get more into it, there's two great routes that you can go if, you're, if you've just been using essential oils. We do have roll-ons, right? And so we have a roll-on CBD by the name of Calm. Um, and it's a fantastic roll-on. I use it every night on my big toe, uh, just kind of mm-hmm. help me fall asleep and whatnot on nights that I struggle. And I, I feel like that's a great way to maybe start. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, the Calm Roll-On's uh, really simple to use. Um, I mean, the name kind of says it all. Yeah. So if you're used to using our, our Roll-On products with essential oils, and our Calm Roll-On also has essential oils in it, of course, that is a fantastic way to start. And it's really portable. You can carry it with you wherever you go. Um, yeah, so that's a great one. And, you know, there are lots of, I think we have a lot of blog posts. We've put a lot of resources out there about how to use these products. Um, so there's information. So please go to the website, go, go look it up, go to our blog and look for information on all of these products. Yeah. If you're on the website, you'll scroll all the way down to the very bottom where it's kind of like a beige border and you'll see a bunch of different avenues. You'll click on blogs. When you get to blogs, you can type in the search bar CBD or the Calm Roll-On or any product you want in general, and it will bring up any inf- information tied to that, uh, whether it be YouTube videos or, or written blogs, like you said specifically. So there's a lot of different routes that you can go when it comes to research. Um, I think one of the other ways that you can kind of start testing the waters is the muscle rub. We talked about it quite a bit, but we have the coolest little sports gel, which is really fantastic absolutely great product. I still use that product as well on top of the CBD muscle rub. But once you use them both together, it's like this holy trinity (laughs) of just recovery. It's fantastic. So I think that's a a great way to get started too. And even if you don't work out, you know, and you just feel sore in a certain area or don't, you know, or if there's one muscle area that doesn't feel too good, you can just apply it and it works great. Yeah. You're, you're not as old as me yet, Jacob. So <laughs> I, I sometimes just wake up and something hurts. <laughs> so it's great for that too. Add it to your daily routine, you know, yeah. your, morning, your morning routine. Yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else when it comes to CBD that you would like to share or feel is important to share for others to know? I mean, there's probably so many things that we could talk about, but I think one of the one of the ways that I think about Young Living is yes, we're an essential oil company, but we're a plant company. I mean, we know the power of plants. Yes, this is like nature 
has given us these things to use. And that's why I think CBD fits in so well with Young Living um, and CBD products because it's such a powerful plant and it goes so well with essential oils that I think it's just such a natural fit. And I'm excited to see where we can go with this product line in the future. And it's, it's great stuff. It really is. Like we talked about the muscle rub. It's fantastic. I do know that my mom uses the the Beauty Boost mm-hmm. quite a bit as well. Um, Your so, skin looks great. Have you been using the Beauty Boost too? Well, no, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah. So now I know a little bit about Mary's daily protocol and what she uses. So yeah. nice. Well, Brad, thank you so much for your time, your knowledge, and your passion. Really appreciate everything that you do. And uh, it seems like we'll have to do a few more episodes about this to really get the full understanding, full spectrum, uh, if you will, Ooh, on nice. CBD. Nice. Thank yeah. You. All right. Well, thank you, Jacob. It's been great being here again. And thank you for tuning into this episode of The Wild Drop. Remember, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, on YouTube, and of course, our website at www.youngliving.com. Don't forget to oil up Young Living family. This is Jacob Young, dropping out. Take care. <laughs>